I think that um, the punchline is that vulnerability is the is the necessary it's the necessary ingredient to breed trust. Mm-hmm. Without it, like yeah. without us being open ourselves, there's this level of like uh, I should be guarded around you because it's when you expose yourself, it's it, then other people feel willing to expose themselves because there's mm-hmm. this level of trust, and that's mm-hmm. what we try to build into our family above all else. I grew up in a family where honesty was the number one virtue; it's like the most important thing. But it wasn't t- total honesty. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like there's just like there's too much measuring going on in- instead of just like letting it all out. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello. Hola. (laughs) I'm glad you just talked. Okay, so today, very exciting. We have a few new things um, that we're going to introduce to the show. First thing is we're going to occasionally have guests in here in your office to join us. And uh, the appropriate first guest is who you just heard, Heather. Hi, Heather. Hola. For those who don't know, <laughs> Heather is your wife. Um, so that's the first thing. So we're going to dive in today into a, a conversation with the both of you um, about vulnerability. I think it's something that really interesting um, because I know you two well enough to know uh, that it's something that you guys have thought about. Um, and the second cool thing that we're going to introduce is sponsorships. Really excited to uh, bring some partners in on the podcast that will allow us to do some cool things, namely bring people on, um, people who don't live with you, um, uh, but also do yeah exactly but also do do more podcasts, do them more frequently. So mm-hmm. excited about that! Uh, first sponsor today is a, is a company that you know and love, uh, and that's Noble. Yes. Um, so Noble is a shoe and apparel company that um, is from Boston. It was actually founded outside of CrossFit, outside, within CrossFit New England mm-hmm. from the membership. And I'm actually one of the founding members. Mm-hmm. So um, a pretty synergistic first partnership. Yes. And something that I, as you said, am incredibly proud of is everybody kind of knows and listens to this. And you for sure is, I, I, I'm, I like to do and create things that I'm proud of. That's kind of my litmus test for anything. And so fantastically proud of what we have created with Noble. Um, it's going places. So um, also excited that the format of what we're going to be doing with these sponsorships is not me reading copy or mm-hmm. anything the like. I just can't do that. So what we're going to do instead is um, interview and talk to the people at the company and how are they chasing excellence and what is unique about their company so we can learn about them, but also learn about excellence as well outside of the scope of what we're doing here today. So awesome. really cool. So later in the show, we're going to meet some of the folks at Noble, talk to them about how they're chasing excellence. For now, let's dive into this conversation about um, vulnerability and embracing vulnerability. And I think that, um, so this is, I'm just, I'm just going to say what happened, which is last night you FaceTimed me because you were nervous about coming onto the show. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was because of the subject matter or just because we're doing it. Um, and I, and, and. I thought it was really interesting and it made me realize sort of where I wanted to start this conversation, which is that the two of you are, um, you're in the public eye, right? However you define what the public eye is, whatever you, however you define sort of the number of people who are paying attention to what you guys are doing. 
Um, but whether it's with your blog um, or certainly when you uh, were more actively a competitor and with you, you know, this podcast is one, uh, you wrote a book, you've got, you know, athletes, all this stuff. So you guys are able to put yourselves out there in a way that um, I think is uh, interesting and not something that a lot of people are able to do. But I also know you both well enough to know that um, it doesn't necessarily come naturally to either one of you, right? Um, you know, the FaceTime last night was a great example of uh, if you, if I didn't know you at all and I only knew what I saw, what I read on your blog or I saw on Instagram, I'd be like, Heather has no problem doing stuff like this. Like she could do this in her sleep. And I, and the same thing for you. I remember a, um, a funny story, uh, Ian Wittenberg. We sent Ian uh, to Europe with you to film your Europe tour, whatever we called it. And we, he and I were chatting at the end and, and he was like, I was really surprised at how not extroverted Ben is because mm. he knew you, but he didn't know you that well that he knew you mostly from the guy on the podcast right. and in the videos and as the seminars. I'm like, oh, no, actually, Ben's Ben, you're you're both sort of what I would consider like site specific extroverts. Right. If you're in the right scenario, you know, for you, it's coaching class or in a seminar, you're totally fine. But it's not because it's just who you are naturally. So that's sort of where I wanted to start talking about vulnerability, uh, because I think both of you must have thought about it enough to be able to get yourselves to the place that you are. Right. Because you can't because it's not natural. So you have to at some point have made a choice to say this is scary. This feels uncomfortable. But whatever's on the other side of it seems worth it to me. So I'm going to figure out how to get there. Right. So I guess that's my first question is like, how much have you thought about that? individually and how much have you guys talked about it together well, you I'll, I'll just take yeah. a start and to kind of um to kind of leap off of one of the things you said there which is i do consider myself introverted but i consider her very extroverted mm. like she is she is the life of the party she is the, when she walks in all the heads um kind of turn and like she um she kind of owns the room a little bit when whatever room that's in um you know, I think that that might or might not have something to do with vulnerability. I think that vulnerability kind of lives outside of that thing. Um, but certainly in terms of like putting yourself out there, I think that we come from very different aspects. Um, but I, again, like I put myself out there, but in a little bit more of a professional sense where mm -hmm. Heather puts herself out there in a very incredibly, but having read her blog, it's um, very raw. It's very vulnerable. It's very open. Um, it's hbunfiltered.com. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it's incredible how open you are. And I've learned so much from that. I mean, I've learned so much about like uh, what that leads to in terms of honesty and trust and everything else. So I'll kind of defer the question to Heather is like, mm -hmm. where do you, where do you think that started? Where do you think the vulnerability started with you? I, I, I mean, I think it's it's more in our nature. I think that Ben and it's always been like this. I think we've found our niches in the um, in the world. I think that Ben is, like you said, like very, a lot more on the professional side. Like when, when it's professional, he shines, mm -hmm. you know, and this to me is professional, you know, like when I'm sitting in my living room and like writing my blog, that's not professional. That's just me talking, like spilling my brain out mm -hmm. and, and I can not have to worry about anything. But all of a sudden, if there's like lights on me and cameras and blah, 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 it's like, oh, okay. It's, it's kind of how I felt when I was on seminar staff and Ben kind of, that was just very natural to him to like, practice his lectures and speak like a normal professional, <laughs> you know, and I'm doing like, like a G6 to squats and everyone's like, what is she doing? <laughs> um, so I think that, um, 
we found our niche, but it does cross over, you know? Yeah. So like right now it's crossing over for me. Yep. Um, whereas like every now and then, I mean, not every now, every night, Ben has photos on my blog. They're like crossing over for him. Like he, he would never put out the stuff that I put out about yeah. him, you know? Um, I don't know where it comes. I think it's just like who we are, you know, like I'm, like he said, I'm just, I've always been, I, I was a cheerleader growing up. I was a dancer. Like I was a performer. Um, and I think he was more of a, like a, he, you weren't a student, but you were, you know, I he, definitely was not a student. No, you weren't. He wasn't a student, but he was like driven in that way. Mm-hmm. And I was driven in the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of manifesting itself in that way now. Um, maybe for a little context, do you want to just give folks a sense of what your blog is and um, how long you've been doing it? You kind of get for, for anybody who hasn't read it, maybe just give them a, a quick overview. It's um, so my blog is just uh, it's kind of like a journal. It's kind of like what people would sit down and write in a journal. And I've tried a million times to write journals. because I thought it'd be really cool to um, to have something to look back on. Like when I die someday and my, my kids want to like know what my life was like. And um, but I've always had trouble sitting down and writing a journal because there was no like there was no reaction to it at all. And so when I started writing a, a blog, people would like read it and they would write back and they would catch me in the gym and be like, oh my God, I loved what you wrote last night. And I was like, oh my God, people are actually like <laughs> connecting over this. And, um, and so, so it's just a daily thing. I write, I, I post something on every day of my life and I've done it ever since before Bodhi was born. So he's six now. So it's, it's a little over six years, um, of material that I post some, a lot of times it's just like pictures of my day. And sometimes it's me writing stuff about, um, the world, as I experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's called HP unfiltered. And I, I try to stick to that where I I'll write something or I'll put pictures out and I won't, I won't reread it. I'll just put it out, which is, can be really frustrating for like an, I'm sure you're an English major, right? Uh, no, but close <laughs> or, enough. Like, yeah, enough that like <laughs> I, I'm an English major yeah. and I, or I was, and when I read things like that, I'm like, things are spelt wrong and they're just not the right. And it, it kind of bugs me in a way, but at the same time, if I go back and fix them, then it's not, it's not raw. You know, it's not like the way it happened. It's, it's like another level past that. So, Mm -hmm. um, and people have, uh, people have found a lot of things in there that that I think everyone is out there in the world, not everyone, but a lot of us are out there in the world experiencing the same stuff and feeling the same things and, and having the same insecurities and, but thinking like they're the only ones feeling that, you know? And so, I have the the luxury of like putting it out there and they're like, oh my God, like I did the same exact thing or my husband did the same thing or my kids are doing this also. And, and they feel connected through that with other people and with me and just like feeling like they're not alone, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think some people feel a little less crazy or, and, um, and they just feel like it's like they're not alone in the world. Did you, you just, uh, um, you, you, while you say it's a journal, it certainly is capturing like the days. Most of it's through like photo journaling, but the, it's not necessarily like. And then I went to the store, and then mm-hmm. I went to class, and then I went to reflection. It's, it's a re, it's it's like a um, emotional like this is. It's literally like what if you were to pick like the most vulnerable part of your day, that's what you talk about. Mm-hmm. So it's like Brazilian waxes and the awkwardness of that. It's like <laughs> um, ta- really having really hard conversations with people. It's about um, the struggles you have with like in-laws or relatives. It's about um, um, having to <clears throat> talk to somebody that's not a super close friend, but somebody that you care about and having a, a really hard conversation with that person. It's, it's um, 
I think that's why people resonate with it. I think that's mm -hmm. why people um, connect with it is because, as you said, they feel like they're the only ones in the world going through these things because no one else is talking about it. Yeah. You know, it's it's things like um, like miscarriages. Like how many people have like, experienced that? And like until we had one, we had no idea like the, the frequency that these things occurred because nobody talks about it. Right. All of a sudden you open up and you're like, we had one and everyone's like, raise their hand. They're like, us too, us too, us too. It's like, holy crap. Like we're not the only ones alone in this thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's the power of what Heather's blog slash the way she like just carries herself in lifestyle. I've never met somebody, and this is what I fell in love with, is when um, the instant you meet Heather, you're instantly drawn to her and you're like, I can be my total self around her. Like mm -hmm. everybody feels like that all the time. It's like a superpower because everyone becomes like, just drops their guard and is like, it's because she's so vulnerable and she's so open with everything. You're like, oh, I'm not gonna be judged for anything. I can mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. It just changes the... It changes the relationship of at any level, whether you're a, a reader of the blog or you're her friend, uh, whether she's coaching you or you're her husband. It's mm -hmm. like it's a, a very unique experience. I don't think enough people in this world um, get a chance to experience. Mm -hmm. um, over the last six years, Heather, has there been periods or 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 things that have happened where it was too far over the line for you to to, you know, that you weren't comfortable sharing it or or is part of your the sort of the 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 rule book for yourself to go to the places that would be too far for most people um i have to be very careful because uh over the i mean like i said it's like over six years and over that period of time like i you know we've talked about like i i feel like everything that happens to me i feel like i should be able to share with people and if i'm not living my life like that then um, then I'm, I'm holding secrets and I think secrets can be very toxic in a lot of ways. Um, but at the same time, not everybody feels that comfortable. And I, and if I share other people's stories and a lot of times, you know, like it's not just me that's involved in these stories. Right. So, um, I have to be very, and I've learned over time that I have to be very careful about, um, not just, not just the stories and who they involve, but even, even, um, my, my take on things and and this is just a like a, a standard like i mean everyone that's on social media they have to be careful about the, the or they have they're they're aware that what they put out on the internet or what they put out in the world in general however you want to do it um it's going to be it may not be perceived the way that it's going on in your brain mm -hmm. you know and so that gets a little um messy and i've gotten better over time with that um yeah i can't i as it's unfiltered, I can't put everything out there. Um, and I don't want to. And sometimes it, uh, if like Ben and I get into a fight over something and it's really messy, uh, it's not ever really messy. I shouldn't say that, but, um, if it's, it's <laughs> but theoretically, if it, yeah, if, it yeah. Works, yeah. if it's just like something that like, <clears throat> I don't know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard. It is, it's gray. You, mm -hmm. you know, you have to figure out like, you know, people know me enough if they follow my blog, like they know when something's going on because I'm either like I'll I try to most of the time I'm like super happy and I'm positive and everything I see, even if it's like something negative, I turn into a positive. And all of a sudden, if I'm like writing something that's not quite as positive, like they know, you know, they know my personality because I am, you know, I'm just on it every day. Um, but it's I, I can't put everything out there, but they know enough. You know, for sure. I feel like the two things that don't get is like if there's a secret that someone told you, like that doesn't go on there. Yeah, right. Definitely. And then like 
our bedroom life. It's like the, the only two things that, because your parents read it. And my mom yeah. and my parents read it. Yeah. <laughs> so those two things kind of get left off. Yeah. I think everything else is fair game with a level of like, I'm going to make sure that I'm not leaving this too gray to get someone gets. And some of it too, has, too. To, ha, has the time appropriate, you know, mm-hmm. stamp on it. You know, like if I'm like in the middle, I've, I've had times in my life where I've been in like full blown depression, you know, like I've experienced that for like a month or two in my entire life. And it's like the most devastating thing. And when you're in the middle of it, you're just so down that you can't, you know, like you can't put it out there, but at some point it comes out. And right. I think that's the kind of stuff that people really do appreciate because like no one's talking about that, you know? Um, but when you finally see something that does it's, but then again, it's like some people will make fun of you and be like, Oh my God, why you're so lame. Like, why did you put that out there? And then other people like it changes their lives and they're like, Oh my God, you're not, I'm not the only one I can talk about. It. I can like, it's okay. So, um, that gets tricky too. Today's episode is brought to you by Noble. I sat down with co-founder Marcus Wilson to talk with him about some of the ways the brand is chasing excellence. Thinking about Noble, thinking about where you guys have been and where you're going. When I ask, you know, what what does chasing excellence mean to you and to the brand? What comes to mind? Noble is a training brand for people who train hard and don't believe in excuses. Excellence to us is creating the best customer experience we possibly can through creating great products by treating our customers the way that we would want to be treated and by telling stories our customers want to hear. Noble products are not going to make you run faster or stronger or fitter. That's really up to you. We make products that perform the way that you need them to uh, and that look good. When did you guys first start conceiving of Noble? Was it 2014 or was it 2015? So we launched in 2015. Uh, We started working on it a little bit before, but we've been living and breathing CrossFit and fitness and uh, training, you know, all of our lives. Um, So it's been kind of a lifelong passion that it's sprung out of. So thinking back to those early days, what was sort of the central passion that you and the team was was chasing in the days before success was likely, before anybody knew what Noble was, before you had a storefront, before you had 30 employees and growing? What was the fire that you guys were stoking? And why were you able to cross that chasm between passion and sort of realizing that passion? So it it was very much about excellence in ourselves, you know, as individuals, you know, why we train is to be better, right? So for me, it's about being a better father, a better husband, you know, a better leader. And uh, it's super important. And we encourage everybody on the team to talk about kind of their excellence and what they're trying to improve in. And we encourage it. Um, Here at Noble, we have team workouts on Tuesdays and Thursdays. One of the code uh, of conduct is like get out and train whether you're a runner, whether you're, you want to go for a walk, whatever it may be, uh, we have an environment that very much promotes health, wellness, fitness, and everybody becoming you know, the best version of themselves. And that translates so powerfully into a company because then you know, if you're taking that outlook on yourself when you're working on a shoe design, um, excellence is at the core and you think about the function and the and the fit and the way that things are going to work if you're on the marketing team you think about the story that you're telling and connecting with people in powerful ways about you know being the best version of themselves trying to inspire if noble had a superpower what would that superpower be and then how do you think it sort of represents itself on a on a daily basis here uh you know noble does not have a superpower and 
For us, it is, we know we don't know everything. Um, we actually embrace that. We're very curious and we're okay with making mistakes and we've made a, you know, we've made a lot of them. Uh, we learn from them and we grow. Um, and we feel like everybody on the team kind of has that same mentality. Like we don't want anybody on the team who thinks they're a superhero. We want everybody on the team who recognizes that they're a work in progress, that they have room for growth, um, because that leads us all to better places. If you want to learn more about Noble, you can do so at nobleproject.com slash chasing. Ben, I'm, I'm really curious uh, to hear a little bit more about how uh, Heather has been able to influence you maybe towards embracing vulnerability in a way that maybe wouldn't have happened uh if the two of you didn't get together and get married. And I'm curious if maybe, I don't know if there's an example, if there's just a sense from this is what it was like before and and this is kind of what it's like Yes. Yeah. So I grew up in a family that was, uh, looking back on it, I didn't know at the time, was very guarded. It was very um, calculated. Um, so my parents are now divorced, but growing up, it, they did everything. They never fought in front of us. They never... Um, it was, everything was very weighed and measured. Everything was very, um, intentional. Mm -hmm. Um, and because of that, there's a, when you find out about things that eventually come to light, you have this kind of like mistrust. So, um, you know, I had, I had, a, an uncle, I have a gay uncle and my mother didn't tell me, my mother didn't tell me about him being gay until, I approached her when I was in college. Mm. Yet my cousins told me when I was nine. <laughs> it's like, so like, because they wanted a perfect family. So that's the opposite of openness, right? right. That's like the, it's a, it's deceitful in, in a sense. So when I meet Heather and she's the opposite, first off, it's like, this is so freeing. This is so liberating. It's like you, secrets are toxic. Like why do, why would we go towards that other route? So um, had I not met, met Heather, I think they, I would embrace my roots, I think. I don't know. And probably been the same way. Like, we're the Brady Bunch. We're a perfect family. Let's put off that image. And then um, I think that's what just by the default mechanisms, you embrace what you know. Right. But once you meet um, somebody that's so the extreme and the extreme extreme on the other end, like we have crazy conversations with our family at the dinner table. <laughs> like crazy i don't even know if it's appropriate for this like audience it's not really like <laughs> maya jonah family? maya and jonah yeah. like so maya and jonah so for reference maya i just went off to college jonah is a freshman in high school um it's it's just like this like it's so it's such a liberating like environment to be around because you don't have to feel like like you're holding back anything yeah. it's like i so um i really don't think i would have been there yeah. had i not met heather yeah i mean she's 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 a I, I, such a different being than I am. Having said that, though, I like him. Ben and I are, come from similar families. Um, I don't know that my parents were that guarded, but we, we were similar. We didn't have these conversations when I was growing up either. But I do think that um, that me that Alex, my ex husband, I, I was married to Alex for nine years, and his family. He's like the oldest of six, and like very vocal across the board. Everybody. And they, I think that they probably instilled that in me. So it comes, I think, from his family. And it just, I, I think like Ben was saying, it just makes it a much um, 
it makes it so that things like when Maya goes off to college and stuff's going on out there that I'm not seeing every day, she's calling me like today, literally today, she sends me a picture of like a cup of urine and she's like, just in case you want to know the color of my pee today. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, it makes it, I, I think it makes it nice because you, as a parent, you feel like you're not, um, you're, you're getting most of the information of what's going on with your kids, you know, mm. no matter where they are, what's going on with them. Like they feel like they can tell you what's going on in their lives. And you're not trying to cipher, like, you know, you're trying to like go on Instagram to figure out who their friends are and what they're doing. Yeah. And, um, but it, I, I, I think it's interesting that neither one of us come from a family like that. Right. I think that, um, the punchline is that vulnerability is the, is the necessary, it's the necessary ingredient to breed trust mm -hmm. without it. Like yeah. without us being open ourselves, there's this level of like, uh, I should be guarded around you because it's when you expose yourself, it's it, then other people feel willing to expose themselves because there's a level of trust. And that's mm -hmm. what we try to build into our family above all else. I grew up in a family where honesty was the number one virtue. It's like the most important thing, but it wasn't t total honesty. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, there's just like, there's too much measuring going on instead of just like letting it all out there. And I think it's across the board. It's not just family. Like it's got to be, it doesn't have to be, but I think that it's, it works great when you can be like that all the time, you know, whether it's like your family or, you know, like your neighbors and your kids and your friends and the people that you work out with every day. And like, whenever you go on, like on social media or like, if you don't have trust with people, if people can't believe what you're saying and believe that you're actually putting everything out there and not just like the best pictures of you and the best days that you have and the every it's like if they can't there's a if they can't trust you and everything that you're saying it's like there's some there's a, a wall that you're going to hit in every relationship you can't get past that unless people really believe in what you're saying all the time mm -hmm. you know and i think it's 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 a little bit devastating to think that like i mean when you, we talk about how like relationships are literally like what will keep you living till you're 90, you know, like the, like your healthy relationships. If you're, if you're putting that wall up with everybody that, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a little bit sad and, and disheartening to think that like you could be, you could have all these great relationships if you're just honest with people about stuff and people want to be honest with each other. Everyone's just scared. But that's hard. Know? Like it's hard to like expose like your weaknesses. It's hard to expose like, the pictures when you're bad. It's hard to expose like mm -hmm. um, anything than like less than the perfect picture. And if we didn't both grow up that way, what do you think was the the mechanism that, what, what do you think the, the changing thing was for you? I think it's just when you start doing it, when you start putting yourself out there and you start being honest with people, you realize how much people want to be honest with you also. Mm. And then it just snowballs. Mm -hmm. It's just that first yeah. like step that you're like, I have this thing within me and I don't want to, I'm scared to share it. And when you finally do share it, like flocks of people start coming to you and they're like, oh my God, I, I've been through the same thing yeah. and I've been there and here's how I can help you. And, and everybody benefits from it, you know? Um, but I think that first few, that first step you take and every step beyond that, like it just, it, it's hard in the beginning. It gets easier as you go. How do you guys, to kind of go back to my original question with you both sort of being in the public eye to the to the degree that you you both are. <clears throat> How do you guys deal with uh, judgment? Because I feel like that's the other, that's mm -hmm. the flip side to the vulnerability <laughs> is that you open yourselves up to 
Um, and and not only not only you guys because it's because everything we're talking about when you're really honest with somebody, there's a chance that they're going to judge you for it. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys? How have you guys sort of navigated dealing with the the uncomfortable feelings of knowing that people are judging you without letting it um, hold you back from being vulnerable and being honest and being truthful? For it. Okay. <laughs> so Saturday night, um, the kids like go to bed fairly early and, um, Heather falls asleep and I'm watching, um, I'm not your guru. Um, it's for, it's Tony Robbins yeah. documentary. So I'm in the living room watching this thing by myself and it's really like an emotional thing. It's yeah. incredible what he is an incredible human being. Yes. Like, um, and I'm, I'm watching it and I'm, I'm I'm relating to Tony Robbins as I'm watching this. So I'm like, how is he, pre- I'm trying to learn. Like, yeah. how's he presenting? How does he relate to people? How's he work in the crowd? How's he, and I'm like, I want to learn how to be a pub- better public speaker. What, uh, what's his, all this, like what are the mechanisms he's using to get people to be vulnerable with him? And that's the perspective I'm taking on this thing. Like I'm Tony Robbins. And as I'm watching this thing, I'm like, I didn't even realize it. I, he was talking to me. Like I was, I was, I was just absorbing his message. Mm-hmm. And in the power, in the in the in the light of being vulnerable, I'm gonna um, about you know he goes into this really like um, hard conversations with people that are like suicidal and like I start crying. Um, it's such a such sad stories that people have to live their lives the way that they are and you know with the abuse that's going on. So he gets like he touches an inside uh, an emotional shoestring inside of me. Well, then from there, like all of a sudden now I'm like now I feel like I'm one of the participants because I'm like emotional and relating to those people. Mm-hmm. And he gets towards the end of towards the end of the movie. And I'm sure you remember this. Um, and he just says, uh, "I want you to close your eyes and put your hand on top of your heart." And he brings you through this like meditation practice. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, "Whatever." I'm sitting on my couch, like in my you know a chair in my living room. And so I do it. Kind of like I'll do this to go through the motions of it, just see what happens. And um, he thinks he's, he starts walking you through this, and he's, he says, "I want you to think of your first memory." And nothing's in my mind. And all of a sudden, right away, like. One comes up, the next one comes up, and the next one comes up. And all three of them were me in kindergarten being judged. Mm. It was, first one was the teacher telling me I'm not smart enough. I need to sit in a special spot in the class. The next one was Halloween. My parents dressed me up as a robot. So I had this big like box over my head with, and me just, I remember like crying my eyes out like I'm all alone. I'm so scared. The next one was a girl telling me that I was, um, that I had a crush on in kindergarten that I was too rough and that she didn't want to be with me. Mm-hmm. Those are the three memories I had. And I realized at the moment, like, this is Saturday. Like, mm-hmm. this is like, I'm 41 years old and I've been like, I realized how much I fear judgment. Mm-hmm. And I think it stems from those three instances. Those are, those are the three instances that like, I that popped in my head, like right away. And if somebody asked me like, pre-Saturday, like, what do you feel about judgment? How do you feel about um, um, weaknesses? How do you feel about like, um, what are you afraid of? I wouldn't have had an answer. Like mm-hmm. I literally would not have an answer for what are you afraid of? Strange as it sounds, besides probably public speaking. <laughs> um, but now I, I realize like how much of my life has been guarded to protect against judgment. Mm-hmm. I... Am not a vulnerable person. I am a. I grew up very guarded, and I think I, those experiences are shaped a lot of the first forty years of my life. Mm. Um. So to ask your question about the judgment thing, like, 
I'm I'm so ultimately aware of it. I'm like like to an extreme. I feel like everything. I feel like in some senses it's done me well in business. Like I've created a business where I want people to come in and judge this place in a certain way, right? I want people to um, have a certain feeling when they walk in because I I know how ultimately aware of. I'm really aware of people judging mm-hmm. because of it. I become extremely aware of people's. I feel like it's one of my my greatest values. So Heather's the vulnerability, the openness, and the easiness to trust is by far and away her like superpower. If I have a, um, a a thing that I excel at, it's being able to um, read people, and through reading people, that's how I build trust. Mm-hmm. I can try to feel what they're feeling and the empathy there, and I can kind of figure out how to talk to them. Mm-hmm. But I think mostly it's because I'm so afraid of people judging me. So the the answer to the question is. Um, it's not something I excel at at all. It's something I'm incredibly um, aware of, especially now that I'm um, continually trying to work on for sure. And I've, we talked about this podcast before. It's like it, putting myself out there is one way to do that, right? right. It's like I, I take on speaking engagements when I'm not ready, like because I just need to get out there and do it. Um, I'll have talks with um, people, um, even though I'm, I am really afraid of how they're going to judge me in the, the way. So... Well, it's something that I, I know I need to work on. Um, I'm not shying away until it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I want to continue to develop it in real time. Yeah. What about you, Heather? Um, you sort of you you sort of touched on a little bit. By the but- way, that's just kind of that Saturday night when I sat there um, when I found out about um, like that judgment. It wasn't like oh those three moments like those three moments hit me. And I started bawling my eyes out. I'm mm-hmm. sitting there in my living room by myself. Heather sleeping on the couch, so I'm not by myself, but. Mm-hmm. And I'm, st- I, he's like, at some point, he's like, stand up. I'm standing up. And he's like, raise your arms. I raise my arms with tears streaming down my face. I wish I was awake. It was, I was crying so hard. Like, I couldn't, like, I don't cry. Like, I've never uh, seen, so afterwards, then, oh, sorry, I'm jumping. So, no, I was asking, because, like, oh, I don't cry. Like, yeah. I just, I'm not a, um, I, but I was, like, crying so hard, I couldn't, like, swallow. Mm. I, I was, like, in, and it hurt. And I'd, like, walk out of the room for a couple seconds to come back in. And, like, the pain in my throat came back. And then I came up to Heather. Woke up afterwards. It's funny. You woke up immediately after. It's almost like it's planned, but you woke up immediately when the movie ended. Like mm. credits rolled, and you woke up. We went upstairs. And I brushed my teeth, and as I'm brushing my teeth, I'm like, "This is another moment. This yeah. is a, this is a type of thing. Like this is when I need to share something. This is when I need to be vulnerable. This is when I need to be open. I can't let her. I can't be at the fear of her me telling this and what she's going to think of me and judgment stop me from doing this. So I went upstairs. Um. And started crying. And I've never seen him cry like that yeah. in my whole life. I've seen him cry, but not like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That wasn't when we, just so, when we decided to do this podcast on vulnerability, that was not in yeah. the works. Like, right. we didn't know we were going to be talking about this. Right, right, right. Um, what about you, Heather? Where, where has, uh, how have you sort of worked to deal with the knowledge of judgment, but not let it stop you or slow you down or, or make you change course because you want to avoid it. I think that, um, I mean, people say all the time, they're like, what is it like living with Ben Bergeron? It's like, it's like living with God sometimes, you know, like, <laughs> like there's, there's the way and like, you mm-hmm. know, we're always, and it's great. It's, I, I will say it's like, I never, I never complain about, um, you know, all the, the videos we have to watch at home during dinner and all the like, talks like all the, the motivational time. All yeah. the time. <laughs> it's like, just let them go. Like, everyone just sit down and watch the video and we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, 
but it has it That's has not normal. <laughs> it's not normal for real. And, no, and um, it's gotten me. I'm gonna to start a, trying that though. See it's if it gotten works. me to a place where uh, where I really truly do try to live my life where I'm making decisions that I in the moment feel like are the right thing to do. I just always I always feel like if you just try to do the right thing at in the moment, no matter what happens, if even if it's the wrong decision, if you if your stimulus was to do the right thing, then no matter what people say to judge you or to like or if they get mad at you for whatever decision you made, like you try you were trying to do the right thing, then it's okay. It's when you know that you did something wrong and you're trying to like cover it up, that's when you start, that's when judgment starts to really get in my head. So um, it's, I mean, I, like almost all the time I'm trying to do the right thing and I screw up all the time, but, um, but it makes it, it's like a, it makes it okay. Cause mm-hmm. everyone's going to make mistakes. No one's going to make the right decision all the time. But if you're trying to do what you think at the moment is right, then, you know, it's like getting you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Truth above all else. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good place to end it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks, Thank Pat. you, Heather. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Heather. <laughs> Thank you once again to today's sponsor, Noble. Visit nobleproject.com slash chasing to sign up for early access to new products. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.